Get ready for unique, rare, and little-known treasures from the golden age of radio. You're listening to The Amazing World of Radio with Adam Graham. Well, welcome to our Valentine's Day special from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. There's a certain type of romantic film made for television or streaming with stereotypical tropes like corporate up-and-comers going to a small town and finding love that is quite popular in the 21st century. Now, they're often called Hallmark films just because those that are released by Hallmark tend to be the best known, but there are other companies that produce them. I'm not a huge fan of these films, But I don't mind one every now and again. It can be a nice little escape to a world of simple romance that, while occasionally cheesy, can also be fun. There was nothing quite like the feature-length Hallmark movies during the golden age of entertainment. But the closest thing to it were a certain type of romantic anthology show. The most famous of these was the First Nighter program. It was a series where each week there would be a play produced. Generally, it would be a romantic comedy, although occasionally they would also do a light drama. And it would generally feature the same leading lady. And by the end of the 30-minute program, the couple will have found true love. The series made stars of actors like Donna Michi, Les Tremaine, Olin Sule, and Barbara Luddy. Unfortunately, few episodes remain in circulation of this series, and many are in really bad shape. However, it also inspired some clone shows, like the Knickerbocker Playhouse and Curtain Time. Each originated from Chicago, And like the first Nighter program, used the idea of being transported to a fictional playhouse to see a new romantic play. The late John Dunning called Curtain Time a poor man's retread of the first Nighter program, and I wouldn't argue the point. However, I came across some episodes of Curtain Time that were in good shape with some solid sound, and I actually found them really delightful. So I decided to share one of them with you as a Valentine's Day treat. So here from February 14th, 1948, is the Curtain Time episode, A Romantic Development. WMAQ, NBC in Chicago. 6.30 p.m. B-U-L-O-V-A, Bulova Watch Time. Bulova for dependability, beauty, value. America's favorite fine watch. Mars Incorporated, makers of America's most enjoyable candy bars, presents... Curtain Time! of 
Pop Snickers welcome you to Curtain Time. This being St. Valentine's Day, the lobby seems more crowded than ever with young romantic couples. And here, as always at an opening night, is the well-known man about town, your host, Patrick Allen. Good evening. Well, Mr. Allen, what's tonight's play about? Why, John, it's about love, of course. But there's the overture, so we'd better hurry inside the theater for tonight's production of Curtain Time. Tickets, please. Thank you, sir. Seventh row center. Seat seven and eight. Thank you. Well, now, these are fine seats. But the lights will be dimmed in a moment, so let's glance through the program. Harry Elders and Annette Sargent, supported by the Curtain Time players, are starred tonight in Romantic Development by Joseph P. Fox. Mr. Elders is cast as Hal Rollins, and Miss Sargent plays the role of Amanda Caldwell. Curtain Time! There's the call for the first act of Romantic Development. Well, the scene is the New York office of George Whipple, president of Whipple Associates, dealers in real estate. At the moment, the enthusiastic Mr. Whipple is engaged in conversation with one of his younger and more promising employees, an architect by the name of Hal Rollins. Yes, sir, Hal. We're all set to go on that Brookdale development up in Connecticut. Well, gee, that's good news, Mr. Whipple. Yes, indeed, my boy. The Brookdale project will be the finest real estate development. Whipple Associates ever built. Oh, I'm sure of that. Why, in the rolling hills of Connecticut, only an hour's drive from New York, it's a natural. Yes, sir. And Hal, you're to have complete charge of everything by making you supervising architect. Oh, gee, Mr. Whipple, I, I'm glad you think I'm able to handle a job like this. You are, my boy. You did an excellent job of designing the modernistic houses for this project. Well, thanks, but... You've uh... also got a keen business sense. I know you'll make good. I'll sure do my best. <laughs> Besides, I'm all worn out. Oh, that's too bad. Hal, I'm heading for Florida. I'm not going to look at a blueprint or talk to a contractor until Brookdale Acres is ready for his first tenant. And don't worry about a thing, Mr. Whipple. From now on, Brookdale Acres is my baby. Oh, there's one more thing, Hal. Oh, what's that? There's a dilapidated old house and barn bordering on our property up there. Oh? Buy them and tear the whole business down. Okay. It never fit in with our modernistic setup. Mm-hmm. Who owns the property, Mr. Whipple? The name's Caldwell. They're old-timers up there in Brookdale. I see. You'll probably have to do a little uh, Yankee trading, but buy up that house and barn and get rid of it. That's the first thing I'll do. And Hal? Yes, sir? You said the Brookdale Project is your baby. Well, you bring that baby up right, and I'll see that you get a partnership in the firm. Mr. Whipple, when I get through with Brookdale Acres, we're both going to be proud of that baby. <laughs> How do you, mister? Uh, how do you do, sir? <clears throat> My name's Hal Rollins. Uh, you don't say. Uh, yes, I'm the supervisor of the new development across the way, and I'm looking for the owner of this property. What for? Why, I'd like to buy it. Nope. Paint for sale. Oh, there you are, Grandfather. You'd better go up to the house and get your lunch. Just a minute, Amanda. Oh, but I'll take care of this gentleman. Are you interested in looking at some of our antiques? Oh, is that what this is, an antique shop? He's from that real estate development over yonder, Amanda. He wants to buy up our place. Well, it's not for sale, Mr. Uh... Uh, Rollins, Hal Rollins. And I'm willing to pay a good price. You heard my granddaughter, young fellow? Well, sure, but... This uh... place has been in our family for five generations. No matter how many fancy houses you put up next to us, we're not going to budge an inch. Oh, but if I... I'm going up now to get my vittles, and what I just said is final. 
Gosh, I must say you people up here aren't very hospitable. Well, at least we're honest. I beg your pardon? Mr. Rollins, your firm bought those hundred acres next to us through trickery. Oh, now, see You here. had an agent buy that property from one of our neighbors by telling him it was for pasture land. Oh, but I... And now you intend to ruin this beautiful countryside by turning it into an architectural nightmare. An architectural nightmare? Miss Caldwell, I'll have you know that I myself designed the houses we're going to put up, and they're the last word in modern functional design. The last word? Glass walls and flat aluminum roofs. Yes. Let me tell you something, Mr. Rollins. The people of Brookdale don't like this one bit. Then what do they like, Miss Caldwell? This outmoded old junk? This outmoded junk was made before the Revolutionary War by the finest craftsmen in the country. And it's about time you got rid of it. Why, the very idea. Why, what do people see in antiques, anyhow? You wouldn't understand. A lot of battered old relics that collected dust in attics until the owners either threw them out or sold them to some junk dealer. Mr. Rollins, that colonial highboy there in the corner will still be valuable when your glass houses are nothing but splinters and rusty scrap aluminum. Aluminum doesn't rust, Miss Caldwell. Well, just the same. Grandfather and I are not interested in your offer. Goodbye, Mr. Rollins. No, Miss Caldwell, not goodbye. Just so long for now. I'm going to be around here for some time to come. Don't be too sure of that, Mr. Rollins. No? No. A lot of things can happen before you finish your revolting development. I'm sorry I had to ask you to come down here, Mr. Whipple, but I'm stymied. Well, what's the trouble at Brookdale Acres, anyway? Well, you see... Why aren't you started? I should be in Florida by now. Uh, yes, I know, but... You've uh... been here two weeks now, and the ground hasn't even been broken for the first foundation. But I can't get anybody to work for me here in Brookdale. You can't get anybody to work? No. And if we bring in labor from the outside, our budget will go higher than a kite. Al, I'm disappointed in you. Well, gee, Mr. Whipple, First, I, I... I told you to get rid of that Caldwell place, and you didn't. But I wrote you all about how the Caldwells refused to sell. I know, I know. That's why I brought Tom Dobbs up here with me. You brought our lawyer along? Yes, Dobbs is down at the town hall now, looking up some records. He'll be phoning me here pretty soon. But, Hal, I still don't see why you can't get any help. Well, that's the Caldwells' fault, too. How is it their fault? Well, the old man, Amanda's grandfather, is the town moderator, and he called a meeting of the townspeople last week. Go on. Well, Amanda got up and made a speech against Brookdale Acres. As a result, the whole town's conducting a campaign of non-cooperation against us. Well, they can't. Hal, this has got to stop. Well, maybe we can stop it if there's some way of putting the Indian sign on the Caldwell. Say, I remember something now. What? Well, the last time Dobbs was up here, he found out that Barnaby and Amanda Caldwell don't own that land. Well, then what are we waiting for? Let's go talk to the guy who really owns it. Hold on, Hal. The Caldwells don't own that land, but they do own the old house and the barn. But who owns the land? Barnaby's half-brother, Jason Caldwell. And Jason and Barnaby haven't spoken to each other in years. You know, a family feud. Well, gosh, if we can buy the land from Jason Caldwell, all we'll have to do is move the house and antique shop off the land and we'll be sitting pretty. Now, that's probably Dobbs now. I get it. Brookdale Acres, Realty Development. Whipple speaking. Oh, Dobbs. What'd you find out? You did? And you went right ahead and saw Jason, huh? Wonderful, Dobbs, wonderful. I'll see you later. Goodbye. Mr. Whipple is... Uh... It's all set, my boy. Dobbs checked the deed at the town hall and then went right over to see Jason Caldwell. And Jason sold us the land? He was so anxious to do something to upset Barnaby, he didn't even haggle over the price. Great. And I'm heading for New York as fast as I can. You're heading for New York? Yes, sir. I'm going to hire the fastest house movers I can get and bring them back to Brookdale Acres first thing in the morning.
good morning. I... Oh, good morning, Miss Caldwell. I'm sorry to disturb you at such an early hour, but... Oh, uh... it's you, Mr. Rollins. Yes, indeed. Up with the early bird. Well, what do you want? And what are all those men doing in front of our house with those... Those rollers and big trucks. Why, they're about to go to work. They're movers. Oh, then tell them to move off our property. Oh, but it's your house and barn that they're going to move. Our house and barn? That's right. Uh, where would you like to move to? Mr. Rollins, you're out of your mind. You really think so? I certainly do. Well, in that case... <clears throat> okay, fellas, you can start moving the house now. We'll get the antique shop later. The curtain falls on the first act of tonight's Curtain Time play, starring Harry Elders and Nanette Sargent. And now, John Weigel. Today is Valentine's Day, that holiday which is always celebrated by the exchanging of gifts of fine candy. For candy is one little treat that all of us enjoy. And on Valentine's Day, or any other day of the year, there is always time to stop for a moment and treat yourself to the taste thrill of a Snickers candy bar. From the moment you first open the crisp wrapper of a Snickers bar, you enjoy the finest in candy pleasure. A thick milk chocolate coating, a golden layer of smooth, creamy caramel, packed with crisp, whole roasted peanuts, and a soft nougat center that is richly flavored with fresh peanut butter and real malted milk. All melt together in each enjoyable mouthful to give you that rare taste blend you will find only in Snickers. When you want a special taste delight, have a Snickers. There's the call for the second act of Romantic Development, brought to you by the makers of Snickers. Amanda Caldwell and her grandfather Barnaby held up the development of Rookdale Acres by refusing to sell their property. Well, it turned out, however, that the land belonged to Barnaby's half-brother, who sold it to the firm represented by Hal Rollins. Hal, in fact, has just told Amanda that our house and barn are to be moved. Mr. Rollins, if you so much as lay a finger on this property, I'll, I'll have you and those movers put in jail. You will? For what? Why, for... For taking what rightfully belongs to my company? But you can't. As I told you, Miss Caldwell, this land is now owned by Whipple Associates. Well, even as so... As for the house and that broken-down old barn you call an antique shop, well, I'm doing you a favor by moving them for you. Oh, you are? Yes. Well, Grandfather and I don't want any favors from you. All I know is I've got to get rid of this eyesore. You mean to call this beautiful old house an eyesore? Well... Why, this house is one of the finest examples of colonial architecture in the whole state of Connecticut. Look, Miss Caldwell, I'm not here to argue with you about our tastes in architecture. I have legal documents that say these buildings must be moved. Amanda, what's all this ruckus? Oh, Grandfather, our beautiful home, they're going to move it. Yep, reckon they are, Amanda. But, Grandfather, can't we do something? Nope. The Whipple folks have the law on their side. You bet we have. Oh, but, Grandfather, this house has been here for generations. Now, now, don't take it so hard, Amanda. We'll find somewhere to put it. In the meantime, we'll just live right in the house while they're moving it. But where are we going to put the house? I reckon we'll find the place. Now, wait a minute, Grandfather. I've never known you to give up without putting up a fight. No use fighting this time, Amanda. The young feller's got us dead to rights. That's right. And as soon as you decide where you want these buildings put, I'll have the foundations made ready. And now you just get the buildings out on the road, young fella, and then head north. Okay. 
I'll let you know where the place is just as soon as you get the buildings off this land. <laughs> now you're being sensible. All right, fellas. Come on up here and start moving. Uh, good morning, Mr. Rollins. Well, Miss Caldwell, so you decided to be neighborly and pay me a visit, eh? Goodness me, this is really quite a luxurious office you have here on the uh, Brookdale development. Yes, but, uh, well, we do everything in a big way. Well, I'm glad to hear that, Mr. Rollins, because I'm afraid you have a big job ahead of you. <laughs> well, I'm sure we can handle it. Good. Because Grandfather and I have finally decided where we want our house and antique shop put. I'm certainly glad to hear that. Now that we've got those buildings out on the street, the traffic has to go around by the river road. Yes, I know. Of course, I'm going to miss you, Amanda. Uh, why, Mr. Rollins. In spite of our little differences, I, I think you and I could have a lot of fun together. You know, you're very beautiful. Uh, Mr. Rollins, I think we'd better get back to business. Hmm? Oh, oh, yes, yes. Uh, now, where do you want your house and antique shop moved to? Why, to... Uh... St. Petersburg, Florida. St. Petersburg, Florida? I thought it might be a shock to you, but then, as you say, you do things in a big way. Well, sure, but... Moving uh... our house and barn to Florida shouldn't phase a big-time operator like you. Oh, Miss Caldwell, you're out of your mind. And no, Mr. Rollins, I assure you, I'm quite sane. But you just said... Of course, by the time you get our house and barn within sight of St. Petersburg, you'll probably be cutting out paper dolls. I'll say I will. Do you still think I'm beautiful, Mr. Rollins? Oh, but you can't do this to me. Good day, Mr. Rollins. Uh, now, wait a minute. Uh, by the way, you'd better tell your movers to turn the buildings around and head south. Florida's south of here, you know. I ought to tear you limb from limb. But, Mr. Whipple, how was I to know that Amanda Caldwell and her grandfather would pull a stunt like this? I don't care. Here I've been on the verge of a nervous breakdown for over a year. So I plan to go to Florida for a rest. But I can't go because a house and barn want to go instead. Uh, Mr. Whipple, if you'll just... Rollins, if you don't get me out of this jam, I'll see that you never work for another real estate development company as long as I live. Oh, gee, I... Rollins, do something. Okay, but... Well, what are you going to do? I, uh, I, uh, I'm going right over to see Amanda Caldwell and... And tell her she can't do this to me. So, Mr. Rollins, you want to back out on your agreement? Miss Caldwell, did you really think we'd move your house and barn to Florida? You said you'd move them anywhere we wanted you to. Now, look, you know as well as I do it would be a physical impossibility to move those buildings down there. Impossible? For the great Mr. Rollins? All right, all right, you got me over a barrel. Oh? Your house and barn are blocking the road, but I'm willing to move them anywhere within reason. Within reason? Yes, so let's come to terms so I can start building houses. Did you talk terms, Mr. Rollins, when you uprooted Grandfather and me without a moment's warning? Oh, no. Look at us, living in the middle of the road. But you can live somewhere else until we get you settled. Oh, so now you want to turn us out of our own home. No, I only want... Come oh, in. gods, if anything more happens... There you are. Oh, good grief. Uh, now what's wrong, Mr. Whipple? Nothing at all. Just this summons for me to appear in court tomorrow morning. In 
caught? Yes, for blocking the road with this house and barn. But, but, but I've got a permit to move these buildings. Then why are they hailing me into court? Because the permit is for moving the buildings, not for letting them stand here blocking the road as they have for the last three days. Young woman, who are you? I am Amanda Caldwell. So you're the person who's responsible for all this. Don't you shout at me. I'll shout as loud as I please. And let me tell you another thing. I'm fed up with all this Yankee conniving. Now, don't get excited, Mr. Wood. I've got a perfect right to get excited. Of course, it's a free country. Yes, and all I wanted to do was build a nice, quiet real estate development. But what happened? Mr. Whipple, your face is getting awfully red. I don't care if you get purple. I can't get people to work for me. She wants her house moved to Florida. And now I get summoned into court for blocking the road. So help me, I've... Howdy, folks. Oh, oh Grandfather, I'm, I'm so glad you're here. Oh, that's so? Hmm, yeah. I see you got company. Uh, Grandfather, this is Mr. Whipple. Yeah, glad to know you, Mr. Whipple. Got some news for you. Oh, we can't stand much more news. You know that corner property bordering your development on the east? Yes, yes, what about it? Well, uh, Chester Griggs, one of our neighbors, just sold it. And guess what? What? Why, young feller... The new owner is going to build a glue factory there. Uh, a glue factory? Uh, yep. This is the last straw. Oh, oh uh, Mr. Rollins, Rollins, look. Mr. Whipple is turning I... purple now. Oh. Yep, Amanda, I'm sure Rollins, glad I... we're moving to Florida. When that glue factory you... gets percolating, you, the wind from you, you the got... east is going to be mighty oh, oh, powerful oh, oh, around oh, these parts. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Whipple, oh, stop foaming at the mouth oh, like that. Oh, dear me, his eyes you... are popping out of his head. Oh, Mr. Whipple, get a grip on uh, yourself. I, I, I'll get a grip on myself and... Rollins, you're fired. Okay. Get out of my sight. Control boy. yourself, Mr. Whipple. I'm leaving so fast you oh, won't Mr. be Mr. Rollins, to... don't go out that way. You... Heavens to Betsy. What'd the young fool do now? He went out the back door. And uh, there ain't no steps there. The movers took them away. Well, if that isn't the silliest thing a man ever did. Oh, oh Grandfather, he, he's lying there, all in a heap. Yep, you're right, Amanda. Oh, Mr. Rollins. Mr. Rollins, say something. <laughs> Before we bring you the third act of tonight's Curtain Time play, starring Harry Elders and Manette Sargent, here is John Wagle. During the spring days, which will soon be here, boys and girls will stop often in the midst of an afternoon's play to enjoy the delightful treat of a Snickers candy bar. And this is a habit which many grown-ups will enjoy, too. For a Snickers bar makes any few spare moments in the middle of the day a truly delightful occasion for relaxation. With each bite of a Snickers bar, your teeth sink through a thick milk chocolate coating, a golden layer of smooth, creamy caramel, packed with crisp, whole roasted peanuts, and a soft nougat center that is richly flavored with fresh peanut butter and real malted milk. The milk chocolate, creamy caramel, crisp peanuts, and soft nougat all melt together to make every bite of a Snickers bar a thrilling treat right down to the last delightful flavor that lingers in your mouth. When you want a special taste delight, have a Snickers. Curtain time! There's the call for the third act of Romantic Development, brought to you by the makers of Snickers. Snickers! 
Trying to move the house and barn owned by Amanda Caldwell and her grandfather has brought one disaster after another to Hal Rollins. <laughs> the climax occurring when he stepped out of the back door of the house and discovered the steps had been removed. <laughs> well, it's now a couple of hours later in a bedroom in the Caldwell house. Hal, lying on the bed, is just coming to while Amanda stands nearby. Oh, oh gee. Where, where am I? Just take it easy, Mr. Rollins. Hmm? You had a bad fall. Oh, Oh, it's you, Amanda. Hey, what's my leg doing in a cast? You hurt your ankle when you stepped out the back door. Oh, oh yeah, I remember. No steps. Uh, Grandfather and I got you to bed and sent for the doctor. Doctor? Oh, sure, the cast. Yes. Of course, he gave you something to ease the pain first, and then he... You know, Amanda, you must be my jinx. Must I? Ever since I met you, I've had, I've had nothing but trouble. Which is not my fault. Well, it's a matter of opinion. But, uh, say, will you get my, my clothes? I've got to get out of here. Uh, the, the doctor's orders are that you're not to move out of bed for at least two weeks. What? Here, I've brought you some chicken broth. Wait a minute. What's in that broth? Arsenic? Oh, come now. I'm trying to help you. Yeah, fine help you are. You got me fired. Well, you're working again. I am? Yes. In view of what happened to you, Mr. Whipple has reconsidered. Well, that means I've still got a chance for that partnership. Well, yes, if... Uh, if what? I had a talk with Mr. Whipple. Go on. Well, you see, Grandfather and I didn't object to having your new real estate development next to us, but we couldn't stand those awful glass and metal houses you designed. What's wrong with those houses? Well, they're not in keeping with the Connecticut tradition. They'd absolutely ruin Brookdale. Well, of all the... Now, if you can design some colonial oh, houses... Oh, I get it. If I build colonial houses in the Brookdale development, you'll call off this feud, huh? Well... Miss Caldwell, I won't do it. Very well. I guess we'll just have to go ahead and move the house and antique shop to Florida. Oh, good grief. How did I ever get into this? There is a way out, Mr. Rollins. Oh, sure. You can blackmail me into designing the kind of houses you want. Uh, shall I get your drafting board and the instruments so you can begin right away? <sighs> what can I do? I'm helpless. That's true. But someday you're going to thank me for this. Amanda. Yes, um, Hal? You know what I think you are? No, what? I think you're a scheming Yankee Lucretia Borgia. Well, now, that's more like it, Hal. You really think so, Amanda? Yes, a simple colonial house like the one in this sketch is just what I meant. Uh, incidentally, I've already shown it to Mr. Whipple. Oh, you have? Well, I still maintain I'm being forced to do this. Mr. Whipple thinks it's a great improvement over your other designs. Uh but it was his idea to make the house as modernistic. Well, I changed his mind for him. What's happening? The house is beginning to shake. Oh, don't be alarmed. The men are just moving it again. To, to St. Petersburg? <laughs> no, back to where it came from. But you don't own that land. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you, Hal, but we do. But... Mr. Whipple gave it to Grandfather and me. Whipple gave it to you? Well, you see, the court ordered Mr. Whipple to get this house off the road within a week. And there was only one place it could be moved in that time. I don't get it. Well, I made another deal with Mr. Whipple. He's giving us back the land, and we're giving him permission to move the house back on it. Everything's worked out fine. Amanda, if I had my hat on, I'd take it off to you. Thank you, sir. Oh, uh, by the way, does the house jostling around like this uh, hurt your ankle? Why, uh, why, no. In fact, I don't seem to feel anything special in my leg. And come to think of it, I haven't had any pain since I came to after falling out the back door. You haven't? No, I... Uh, Amanda. Uh, uh, Helena, don't, don't get out of bed. I'm going to see if I... 
Look, I'm walking. Then there's nothing wrong with my leg. Oh, goodness me, your bones must knit quickly. Yes, very quickly. Well, Miss Caldwell, you tricked me again. Now, now, don't be hasty. All right. Why did you make me believe I had a broken leg? I, I didn't say it was broken. No? I, I just said you hurt it. Miss Caldwell, come here. No, don't, don't come near me. No, don't you lay a hand on me. When don't... I get hold of you, I'm going to... Oh. oh, thank goodness. Okay, you were saved by the bell. I mean by the door. Uh, come in. Ah, oh, there you are, my boy. Uh, yes, sir, I... Hey, what the devil are you doing out of bed? Uh, Mr. Whipple, you I... get right back in bed. Uh, look, if you just... You'll let... do as I say, young man. Yes, sir. Ah, ah, that's better. Much better. Well, Hal, I've got good news for you. You... you have? Yes, sir. Construction has finally started on the Brookdale development. You know, this little lady had the right idea after all. She did? She did. Colonial home that fit into the beautiful surrounding Connecticut country. Why, I'm swamped with orders already. Oh, that's wonderful. Yes, my dear. And if you hadn't interceded for Hal after I fired him and persuaded me to go ahead with his new house designs... Wait a minute. You say she interceded for me? She certainly did. And she drove a hard bargain, too. But uh, the way things have turned out, she was right. Well, I think I'd better leave. Amanda, wait. Uh... Mr. Whipple, do you mind letting me talk to Miss Caldwell alone? Hmm? Oh, not at all, not at all. In fact, I think I understand why. <laughs> well, see you later. <laughs> Amanda? Uh, yes, Hal? Come here, you conniving Connecticut Yankee. Oh, Hal. Hal, darling. Amanda, I... Uh, oh, oh, oh. I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't know you was busy. Oh, Grandfather, don't go. Well, now I can uh, come back later. Uh, but, uh, Mr. Caldwell, I want to talk to you. Oh, you do? What about? I want to make a deal with you. Well, now, <laughs> Sonny, that just sounds fine. Nothing I like to do better than a little trading. Good. Because I want you to give me an option. Option? Mm. What on? On your granddaughter? <laughs> oh, hell. How long uh, you want the option for? Well, let's say, uh, for life. Young fella, it's a deal. That is, if the uh, party of the third party is willing. How about it, Amanda? Grandfather, I think this is one of the best trades we've ever made. All right. <clears throat> then it's settled. Well, I guess i got to be going. Oh, where to, Grandfather? Well, I've got to go see about building a grocery store next to the Brookdale development on that property Chester Grigg sold. But I thought the new owner of that property was going to build a glue factory there. Oh, he was, he was. But he changed his mind. You see... <clears throat> I was the one Chester sold that property to. You were? Mm. Yep. And young feller, when that development of yours is built, folks around these parts are going to be buying a heap more groceries than they are glue. <laughs> <laughs> The curtain falls on the last act of another Curtain Time play, brought to you by the makers of Snickers. Tonight, Curtain Time starred Harry Elders and Manette Sargent. The supporting players were Maurice Copeland, Arthur Van Harvey, and George Caesar. The Curtain Time music is arranged and conducted by Bert Farber, and the entire production is directed by Harry Holcomb. And now, here are the stars of Curtain Time with a word about next week's play. Next Saturday, Pat, Harry is an irresponsible playboy. Mm -hmm. But you're just nuts about me, aren't you, honey? I refuse to answer that. 
In fact, I think we should just tell Pat the name of the play, which is... The Perfect Blank. And that's not much to go on. But thanks and good night, Nanette Sargent and Harry Elders. Good night, Pat. Good night. Now I'll join this gay theater crowd as it leaves the merchandise mart. Many on their way to the exciting after-theater spots here in Chicago. Until next week, then, this is Patrick Allen reminding you of your date every Saturday, same time, same station, when the makers of Snickers present... Curtain time! Each week, Mars Incorporated brings you two great shows over NBC. On Monday night, be sure to hear Dr. IQ, the mental banker. And next Saturday, be with us again for Curtain Time. Remember, when you want a special taste delight, have a Snickers. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. WMAQ NBC in Chicago. 7 p.m. B-U-L-O-V-A, Boulevard Watch Time. Boulevard, for dependability, beauty, value, America's favorite fine watch. Welcome back. What can you say it was a 1948 version of a Hallmark movie? I mean, right down to the title. It would not surprise me if there was a film from one of these companies with that title. And if there's not, there will be. The whole move the house to Florida thing is probably why you should have had the lawyer serve the papers and explain the terms rather than the architect. That was an amusing story. Probably one big difference between these stories and modern Hallmark films is that usually the corporate behemoth back east is portrayed as evil and totally driven away, as opposed to here, where a reasonable compromise is worked out that works for everyone. It's also worth noting that Valentine's Day was not a big part of the messaging, and certainly not of the story, but when romance is your business, there's not a big need to emphasize Valentine's Day. Now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And I want to go ahead and thank Lauren. Lauren has been one of our Patreon supporters since September 2021, currently supporting the podcast at the Master Detective level of $15 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Lauren. Now, a very quick programming note. The Another one of our podcasts, the Old Time Radio Snack Wagon, returned this week at snackwagon.net. In contrast to this, we've got a somewhat more serious bit of old-time radio in honor of President Lincoln's birthday. You can find that over at snackwagon.net. At any rate, I hope you have a fantastic Valentine's Day. We will be back with a four-week spring series on March the 6th, so be sure to listen to that coming up in three weeks. In the meantime, if you do have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.